Hello, ladies. Constipation during pregnancy is not a fun thing, but a lot of women deal with it. And if you're one of them, you're looking for ways to change it and feel better. Today, I want to discuss six tips on how to relieve constipation during pregnancy, as well as a bonus tip that's going to carry over into your delivery. My name is Heather Marr, and I'm a physical therapist, and I have specialized in women's health issues for over 20 years. And my goal for one simple step today are to give you the tools towards health and healing. So let's jump in. Constipation affects approximately 15% of the population, but in pregnancy, it increases to about 25% or more. As a result, you get uncomfortable. Things are not feeling good and you want to relieve some of the bloating, some of the discomfort in your belly. So what can you do? Before we jump into these tips, let's discuss what constipation is. So constipation is if you're not going to the bathroom for a long period of time. What's the normal range? When you get a little bit farther than once every three days, you do get uncomfortable and that goes into constipation. And if we ignore it, it can set you up for hemorrhoids, as well as pelvic organ prolapse, because the more that you're pushing down and bearing down just to have that bowel movement, the more damage you can be doing to your pelvic floor. And it may not cause a problem right now, or the problem may be small and it gradually grows over time. So tip number one, drink a cup of hot water in the morning. It seems very simple, but pregnant or not pregnant, it's a really good habit to be making. At night, we get dehydrated and we really can see the benefits of drinking a cup of hot water in the morning because it gets everything moving just a little bit for that morning poop and it'll just help you better feel better. Now, coffee and hot teas can do the same, but I found even for myself, and then this is what I recommend as well, try that cup of hot water first before you go to that coffee and tea. Now, if you're like me and say, ah, it's hot water, that's not very fun at all. What can I do? Uh, Put some lemon in it or an essential oil of lemon that can be beneficial as well. But truly that hot water in the morning can make a difference. Tip number two, increase your fluid content. How much are you drinking each day? A normal guideline is eight to 10 cups of water a day. But when you're pregnant, you probably need to increase that to 10 or 12 cups of water. And you can tell as a guide, depending on how your poop is looking. So that's one of those guides that you say, oh, wait a second, I need more water in my diet. And as a side note here, if you've never checked it out, check out the Bristol stool chart because it's actually a way that you can grade your poop. We all need to be knowing about our poop habits. So an ideal poop is at type three or four, which we (laughs) say that a good analogy is like corn on the cob or a sausage or a banana or a dill pickle, and it's kind of soft in consistency. Now, if it's more dry, it moves towards a type one, which is more like pebbles, and that is not fun at all. If you go to the other extreme of type six and seven, it goes towards a diarrhea where it becomes more of a gravy. So that good, perfect poop is a type three or four. Now let's jump in to tip number three, fiber. In our world of fast food, processed foods, we tend to get on the go and we forget our fiber. Our fiber's in the fresh fruits and vegetables and whole grains. So make a point that you're really putting these in your diet. Now don't drastically increase them because if you jump up to the goal of 25 to 35 grams 
of fiber a day and you're not used to it, you're going to cause a lot of discomfort in your gut and cramping. So gradually add things. So what types of things are really good? I like apples. I like the vet, the fruits with pea, like pears, prunes, prune juice, pineapples, peaches. Those are always great as well. Vegetables that are great are broccoli, Brussels sprouts. I like a uh, steamed spinach that helps get everything going sometimes as well. And don't forget things like oatmeal or whole grain breads as well. A good thing to do is to start writing down how much fiber you're getting throughout the day. Because if you're like me, I don't really know. I think I'm doing pretty good today. Tomorrow is going to be a better day and yesterday wasn't too good. But if you write it actually down and go for that goal of 25 to 35 grams of fiber, that's where it's great. And watch out for some of those foods that you tend to constipate you a little bit. And for everybody, it's going to be different. But some of those common ones are dairy, cheeses, some rich food. So just watch that and how your gut feels because your body does actually talk to you. We just need to pay attention to it. And again, as we're talking about the fiber, again, the prune juice, the coconut water, those are some great things to help get that bowel movement a little bit softer and a little bit easier to counter that constipation. Tip four is a fun one. Have you heard of the squatty potty? I love it. In our house, it's called the poop stool. So what it is, if you're not familiar with it, is it's a little step stool that wraps around the base of the toilet and you just bring it forward and you put your feet on it and then your knees are actually higher than your hip. Now, the reason why this is beneficial is it reproduces the position of actually squatting. So here in America, we do like our Western toilets. So this is an easy modification. And what that does is it actually relaxes the pelvic floor, specifically the puborectalis muscle on the pelvic floor, and it lines up the anal rectal alignment. So it's like we're just opening up the door. So pregnant or not, I highly recommend the squatty potty, especially for kids because it's not good to have their legs just dangling off the edge of the toilet. Tip number five is diaphragmatic breathing. Now it's pretty popular. People say, oh, just breathe. Diaphragmatic breathing. There's so many benefits, but that cannot be overlooked. When we're breathing well, expanding our ribs in 360 degree angle so that it's not our shoulders going up, but our ribs expanding front, back, and side. What we do is we get good massage of the internal organs, which this diaphragmatic breathing is also called rest and digest. So it helps things move through the large intestine and out to the rectum and out rectally. It's really actually very important. Tip six is move, move, move. Now, that could be getting a walk in, moving your arms so you're really getting some trunk rotation and movement. A lot of times we forget to swing our arms. Or even when you're sitting on the toilet and you feel quote unquote stuck, move those hips, wiggle them left and right to help. And that's going to be another tip. Now, the bonus tip here, which you've been wanting to know because you're pregnant and we're always concerned about delivery tips. So let me explain the pelvic floor. The pelvic floor can tighten and lift up and it can relax and then it can lengthen. The two times that we actually want the pelvic floor to lengthen is with bowel movements and with vaginal delivery. So the thing that is very important is as we're pooping, the tendency is to get stuck and you hold your breath, you bear down, you have a valsalva, your face is turning red, you can feel your blood pressure going up and you're really pushing against a tight 
pelvic floor. Well, of course, you can see the correlation in delivery also. You don't want to push against a tight pelvic floor. You want to open up that space so the baby can exit. So what is the tip here is you want to blow out like you're blowing. Um, I say put your hand in a fist and then blow air through your fingers. Or another thing is to think about blowing out the candles because when you're blowing out or exhaling, you're relaxing that pelvic floor, opening it up so the stool can come out. And if you close off your throat and hold your breath, you're closing off the pelvic floor. Try it right now. Go ahead and blow out and feel that pelvic floor lengthen a little bit. Now it does take some practice and it does take some coordination, changing your habits. But again, once you're aware of this and the benefit both to pooping and vaginal delivery, you can start working on it and preparing yourself for delivery. Don't miss any of these awesome opportunities to prep yourself for delivery. So constipation is real. And the one thing I don't want you to do is to keep it hidden from your doctor because there are other options. There are some medications available. However, when you're pregnant, you don't want to add or start taking any medicines, even if they're over-the-counter medicines, unless the doctor has approved it because there's many medicines that can cause preterm contractions and you don't want that. So discuss it with your doctor and see what is a good option for you. If you truly are dealing with constipation and you've tried many of these tips and you're still at that point because you don't want the hemorrhoids and the pelvic organ prolapse to be a real issue in your future. I hope that these steps have given you hope and ways to improve your constipation. One simple step is here to help your constipation and your delivery. Please share this with a friend if you've had a discussion with a friend as well that has had some of the same symptoms in pregnancy because they're very common. Or check out my website also at One Simple Step Today. And my Instagram and Facebook are under the same title.